Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome back to All Things Urticaria. I'm Marcus, Marcus Maurer. I'm joining you from Berlin, the UCARE, here at Charité in Germany. And this Urticaria Center of Reference and Excellence episode is with my friend, colleague, fellow urticariologist, Maxi Gomez. Hello, muy buenos días, Maxi. Thank you very much for the invitation, Marcus, to join this podcast. I'm Maxi Gomez. I'm a specialist in allergy um, from Argentina, and I'm very glad to have this conversation with you and your audience. Same here, Maxi. And just to get us started, I'm so happy uh, with um, Argentina, but also the other um, countries in South America. You guys are just motors of this network, all the many things that you're doing and how you're helping the projects and the educational activities. It's just fantastic to see uh, also how many UCARES there are already in Argentina and beyond. So thank you very much for that. And perfect segue because this episode is part of a series where we look at differences in urticaria, maybe also challenges that are specific to certain regions. Um, to you, you know, urticaria globally, what do you think are the main differences and maybe also challenges that physicians and patients with urticaria uh, face in Latino America? Thank you for this question. It's very important to us uh, for the many UCAR centers that we have in this uh, region. Uh, I would say that the first thing is the identification of this entity. I mean, uh, not all the physicians are aware what urticaria is. Uh, as we go by the, uh, the interaction with clinicians, with uh, uh, physicians that used to, to, to take care of uh, emergency care units and all of these uh, uh, first contact episodes, we usually see that not all of the physicians are aware about that. They used to call that allergy. You have mm. an allergy. Mm. Uh, you have an allergy in the skin. And I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, but uh, beyond that, the, the way uh, these patients are treated, are managed, is the first thing is give him or her uh, a steroid. Okay, so okay. this this Not may good. be the, uh, correct, correct, and this is one of the challenges that we have in the region and, may, and maybe globally to have a universal definition of urticaria, try to identify correctly this entity and to manage it properly. Absolutely. There's so many urticaria patients out there. They cannot all be treated by specialists or UCARES, and we need to bring that definition. But maybe more importantly, uh, tips and tricks on how to correctly diagnose uh, urticaria to all of our friends, uh, general practitioners, family doctors, and so on. Maxi, what do you think are the challenges to correctly and early diagnose urticaria for our colleagues? 
And this is a big challenge for us, and we are working on that, trying to interact with them, trying to identify the, um, the particular uh, things that you can't uh, forget about. Hmm. And this, this means uh, hives, but also they have to identify angioedema as a part of that. Yeah. And maybe as, as the, uh, our study has shown us about the differences between Europe and Latin America, one of these uh, differences were that we, in, in this region, we have uh, more uh, induced urticaria as well and angioedema association. That's right. But also, but also we have more uh, emergency department uh, attention and uh, an attention by the specialists. So it's very, it's typical to us to uh, have this patient in the emergency department when, when they are having a, an attack. Um, but uh, after that, they used to, to look for a specialist. Mm. So because of that, what, what I commented uh, before about, uh, they say, well, you have an allergy, you have an allergy in the skin, try to find a specialist and to search for the cause. And the origin of this problem is that uh, we need to uh, to explain not only patient but their uh, their doctor, the family doctor, that it it is not related. Usually, it's not related to a food. It's not related to a drug. It can happen in a chronic way, and all the things that we know. Very good, because you know. And I see that here in my country as well. Once patients are on the wrong path, you know, someone tells them you have an allergy, you must have an allergy test, then they're stuck mm -hmm. with that. And it's very difficult for them to find someone who then actually takes the time to tell them this is not an allergy. We don't have to do mm -hmm. tests. And in fact, tests can delay good treatment. So let's do something else instead. No, let's mm -hmm. give you good treatment. And uh, uh, I wonder if there are instruments or uh, specific tips and tricks that uh, we can um, use to bring that message to our friends in uh, general practice um, so that they can communicate correctly with patients. Do you have ideas on this? Yes, we are, we're working on that. Uh, and as I said, we, uh, we're working about these uh, tips and tricks and we guess and we're quite sure about that, that if you're having hives for uh, longer than six, six weeks, they appear and disappear. Uh, they go and come back and they itch. It can itch uh, in a mild way, but it can itch in... Um, in an outstanding way yeah. and you can have while having these hives uh, in this period you can have also an edema of the lips of the eyelids uh, and sometimes it comes alone you have to be aware about that but the first uh, advice that i could give to our colleagues to our family practice colleagues is if you treat this patient 
with antihistamines and you can uh, you can use even double triple or four times the dose that you know you can use and this entity is controlled you can control at least partially these uh, these symptoms and signs of this patient not only that this patient would say thank you and it will help us a lot absolutely change change the life of so many patients um maxi i don't know that you know this but here in germany austria switzerland we just uh, launched the Cruise app, Chronic Urticaria Self-Evaluation app, um, which has the UCT and the UAS7 and all the other patient-reported outcome measures. Um, mm -hmm. We feel that this could be a good way to uh, take control on the patient side yes. and to help patients achieve control and maintain control. This is, mm -hmm. you know, once patients have the right diagnosis and the right treatment, of course, but we feel there's still a hurdle for patients to really get good treatment, treatment that completely controls their disease. I know that apps are very popular in uh, Latin America, especially in Argentina. Many, many, everyone has a cell phone. Everyone uses it all yes. the time. I remember when I was there last time. How do you feel about uh, the use of apps? Is there a need? Uh, is there a benefit? Well, uh, it's. Uh, I personally, I have uh, another experience with. Uh, an app uh, about uh, rhinitis and asthma-associated symptoms. And not all the patients are able to use apps, um, but particularly some of them reject to have another app. To, mm. to uh, they, they feel that they are uh, controlled or, or they have the obligation to, to take care about this and this and this and this one is another obligation that I have yeah. to do it daily and all of that. Mm. So, uh, it, but uh, on the other side, we have some patients that used to collaborate a lot. So I think that we have to uh, take a few minutes to explain these patients right. that this would help them and would help us to help them. So I, I think that we need to have them. I, I think that they are extremely useful to take a, a picture frame about the evolution of the patient. We have to explain about the natural history of their condition. Uh, but also, and, and I uh, insist in this message, we have to insist with our colleagues to, uh, to be joined in this adventure of helping these chronic patients. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I want to talk about something else with you. I know you're a big fan of registries. I know you have <laughs> driven the Latin American uh, chronic urticaria yes. registry a long way. Congratulations on that. Um, there's another registry, Cure, yes. and, and, and I'm also a big fan. So I think we can learn a lot. Um, the one challenge I see is that for uh, patients who are in non-specialist care, it is very difficult to get fellow physicians to enter these data. Um, what is your experience in Latino America with, with the registry? It's, it's the same. I mean, sometimes we have to do that. Um, we are 
so busy and particularly in this uh, COVID instance. So uh, it's, it's very difficult to take care about uh, completing these forms. Uh, you have to do it on your own and the patient, the, the physicians that take the time to do that is very valuable. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a problem in, I think, everywhere. Uh, we need to have help on that. Uh, also about uh, what is the, the daily lives of these physicians. They have to see patients, they have to deal with uh, health insurances and all these things, and they, they have their own life as well. So it's, it's very difficult for us as well. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's think together about ways how we can improve that. Of course, more resources are needed, um, but many shoulders can carry big loads. And this is what I yes. see happening in the UCARE network, also in the ACARE network. Um, so many good things have happened over the last month and the last year. UCARE level up is really becoming so nice now. It's, uh, it's just fun to watch all the webinars and journal clubs. Yes. And, uh, same for you, care for you, for the patient side. The, 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 the question I have for you, Maxi, is um, how important is it for patients in Argentina, but also Brazil, mm -hmm. other um, countries Correct. in your region, to have this information and maybe further to have it in their language? Do they use it? Um, yes. Do they understand? Uh, what, what, what's your feeling on this? Yes, yes, they they use it as um, when when they understand that this chronic condition can be controlled, but we need some uh, pros about that. Uh, we need to to register some things, and it would help us to help them. They understand that, and they collaborate, and uh, they they are. Uh, I, I think that they do that, uh, at least is our experience and the experiences of many physicians uh, that they are working in Latin America. But uh, as I said before, some, some patients, they just want to get it resolved sure. and they get angry and they, they don't want to, to come again and again and to tell you and to complete forms and all of that. Yeah. But uh, on the other side, we have the other ones. So we need, I, I think that the, the key message of that is that you need to take a few minutes to explain this patient what is going on and how we can deal with that. The need is there. Remember from the Curic study where uh, we learned that all patients, basically all patients use the internet to get information on their disease. Um, mm -hmm. They would like to use it more also to communicate yes. with their physicians and um, they're not getting right now, still not getting uh, the quality and quantity of information that they need. So I wonder what we can do um, maybe to improve that situation specifically for Latin America, where I think Spanish spoken or mm -hmm. Portuguese spoken programs would be so well received. No? Okay. Yes. Yes. I think that we can we can work on that, and but particularly to give good information to this patient. So, I think we we need to uh, disseminate some uh, information that has been checked. Some some of them 
come and ask about uh, magical drugs or, mm. or, or, or whatever. I, I mean, some teas, uh, something to put on the skin, on uh, every kind of things. Yeah. I, I, I understand that they want to, to get this thing resolved, to, to get out of this. But um, as I said, we need to take a few minutes to explain uh, to show some pictures about what's going on, uh, show a picture about the mast cell and what happens with that, and you're having this on your skin, and maybe it's a, it's a good point to start with. I, I, I completely agree. I always draw pictures with my patients and explain, <laughs> and I think that's well-invested time. You know, m many of my patients, they come without a concept of their disease or a wrong concept. No, you talked mm -hmm. about allergy. Uh, some people think this is punishment uh, for whatever reason. It's, the, it's sometimes strange to see um, how patients are longing for an explanation and how they mm -hmm. find their own explanation. But once we give them that concept, once we take the time to explain why they have this disease and why they do not have this disease, then it starts to make sense for them. Now, what we do, mm -hmm. how we do it, and there is yeah, almost a light at the end of the tunnel where you know one of the most important things I say to patients, this will go away. And while we cannot cure it, we can treat so well that you have no more problems. And this mm -hmm. to patients often comes as a surprise and it shouldn't. No, the first physician yes. they talk to should have told them that. Um, yes. But sometimes it takes us as urticariologists to fix things. So thank you. Thank you so much for helping with that. I would like to to comment uh, uh, another comment about that our, our reality when when we began to talk uh, I said that uh, our patients used to consume more emergency department visits yeah. and well we we need to uh, to award these physicians not to use steroids as the first option that's one also, also, we need to talk with pharmacists because uh, this patient that is not going to an emergency department, they are going to the pharmacy trying to find something for their itch and the pharmacist used to give them. Uh, for example, in Latin America, we have some over-the-counter uh, antihistamines. Mm. Uh, right now, from, from some months ago, we're having fexofenadine as over-the-counter, but we had uh, loratadine and cetirizine as over-the-counter uh, medication. And in, in this region, Cetirizine is the most used medication in this uh, in these circumstances. So I, I guess that we need to reinforce this uh, at least this message. Try to use antihistamines before as a first option. Of course, no. This is unfortunately also a problem in my country, and I know in many countries. No, no chronic urticaria patient should be treated with uh, glucocorticosteroid with cortisone. Um, long term, it uh, yeah takes a lot of education, information yes. to fix that. Thank you so much for helping with that. Maxi, I'm looking at the time. Unbelievable. We're yes. already at the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much. You, you, you are a champion of our network in Argentina and beyond for the region. 
I'm not going to let you go without asking you uh, a question <laughs> that I ask many uh, who uh, have been on this podcast series, and that is, if you had a million dollars, no, let's make it five million dollars, and uh, the only the only thing you had to do is spend it on urticaria in Latino America. How how would you do it? I, I would go for the family and emergency department physicians. I would go for them, uh, trying to um, have a unique message for these patients. Yeah. Very good. Start early because um, no one wants this uh, catastrophic career, patient career, I'm making air quotes here, uh, that we see in so many patients, now seeing many, many physicians before finally finding help. Um, start early on with the family practitioners, with the uh, pediatricians, also with the ER physicians. Well, educate, educate, yes. educate. It's just as important as uh, treating patients right. Give them the information they need so they can deal with their disease. No patient left behind. Maxi, yes. muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure as well. Always. Looking forward to seeing you in Berlin for the Global Urticaria Forum, hopefully sooner than that. But uh, until we meet again, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talking to me today. You too. Thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Dear listeners, this was another episode uh, of All Things Urticaria today with my friend, fellow urticariologist from Argentina, Maxi Gomez. And uh, if you have someone that you think I should invite to one of my next episodes for this UCARE podcast, let me know. Uh, or if you have a question that you would like us to focus on, let me know. Just get in touch with the UCARE office here in Berlin, and we will answer all your questions on urticaria. With that, stay safe, stay healthy, and listen to one of our other episodes of All Things Urticaria. Bye-bye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website, www.medthority.com Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.